Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. I suppose the conversation and the water cooler moment everywhere across the country, whether you have a view on it or not, is Sean Sheehy. His name has come be synonymous now with the Catholic Church. And I'm sure at this point, unless you've been buried, pardon the pun again, for the last two days, you're well aware of what Sean Sheehy said. But for those of you who are not aware of what he said, I think it would be only fair to contextualise the conversation. Now, he did appear on radio yesterday, on Radio Kerry, and also he was on Liveline, and he doubled down on his comments saying that he's not going to apologise. He was only preaching what the Catholic Church had been preaching since he was a boy and since he was a man as a priest. Probably for the last 60 years. The man is in his 80s. So, he said he's not going to apologise, even though Simon Coveney wants him to. Yeah, Simon Coveney said he should apologise. Have a listen to what Simon Coveney actually said. I, I think they're disgraceful comments. Um, uh, and uh, I think they're a reflection on the person that made those comments rather than a reflection on anything else Uh, and they should be withdrawn and there should be an apology Okay, they should be withdrawn an apology for those who haven't heard the comments I'm going to give you a brief list I'm not going to play the whole thing right but it's about 40 seconds so bear with me and have a listen for those who haven't heard it for those who might be of a disposition to be easily offended I would advise for the next 40 seconds maybe you turn the volume down All right. (laughs) What is so sad today is you rarely hear about sin, but it's rampant. It's rampant. And we see it, for example, in the legislation of our governments. We see it in the promotion of abortion. We see it, for example, in the example of this lunatic approach of transgenderism. We see it, for example, in the promotion of sex between two men or two women. That is sinful. That is mortal sin. And people don't seem to realize it. But it's a fact. It's a reality. And we need to listen to God about it. Because if we don't, then there's no hope for those people. And so God is also telling you and me today, look, you have a responsibility to seek out those who are lost. You have a responsibility to call people to an awareness of the fact that sin is destructive. Sin is detrimental. And sin will lead us to hell. Okay, I'm not going to go through the whole thing. He said a lot more. He talked about promiscuity in the HSC, promoting promiscuity. He asked you if you knew anybody who was gay or transgender or whatever it was to come forward, seek them out and come forward to repent for their sins and they'll be welcome into the house of God and all that kind of stuff. It's stuff that we've been hearing for 20, 30 years, if you're depending on how old you happen to be. I mean, this is not unusual. It's not new. But honestly, Overadka has said he is not going to hell for being gay after the priest called his sexuality a sin. But in fairness to the spokesperson for Fina Gale, he did say uh, he's on a trade mission in Singapore at the moment, but he did tell the Irish Mirror that he said he profoundly disagrees with Father Sean uh, Sheehy's views. However, he does respect his right to express his religious belief freely. And the Tonister does not believe gay people will go to hell for being who they are, nor does he believe that any man or woman can make such a judgment. Bishop Ray Brown, on the other hand, from Kerry, from the Diocese of Kerry, who apologised on behalf of Father Sean Sheehy. I don't think Sean Sheehy is too happy about that. Uh, The Diocese said, this is not the teachings of the Catholic Church, but surely it is. But Father Sheehy said, uh, the Bishop of Kerry is totally wrong when he said my words were not in accordance with the Christian message. 
He said the poor man must not even know the catechism. So he's having a go at his own bishop. He also went on to say that he was preaching the truth and that's it. He's only preaching the gospel. He's only preaching the catechism and that's it. That's what he said. And he said he's now being muzzled. A Cork trans rights activist has said that the apologies from the Catholic Church following the controversial sermon delivered by the priest in Kerry do not undo the damage that has already been done and an apology is not even good enough. This is political activist Saoirse Macken. She said the church is now turning away people as Ireland becomes more progressive but if they change their views it could invite more people back to the church. Now, it has been confirmed now that he has been suspended from saying mass until the priest, the parish priest, comes back from his pilgrimage. And that's why he was saying mass in the first place, because he is a retired priest, but he does say mass every now and again. You know, he's a kind of fill-in. But So I'm asking you, should he be suspended? Now, I don't want to talk about the comments per se that he made, because I think that's kind of irrelevant to some degree. I want to talk about, should he have the right to say it? Because I don't agree with most of what he said, or some of what he said, certainly. Um, But I do respect religious beliefs, and I do respect people who are religious, and the right to hold those views. But I want to know, if you believe he should apologise, as Simon Coveney said, do you agree that he should have been suspended from saying Mass because of his beliefs? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. I'll keep the question simple. Should he have been suspended from saying Masses? Let me know, yes, you believe he should and he should apologise or no, you believe he should have the right to say what he feels. The number is 087 Now, John McGurk from Grip Media has made lots of comments online and is right for freedom of speech. John, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Niall. How are you? John, there's no doubt about it. I am absolutely a promoter of freedom of speech and you well know that, as you are. But... There is an argument that the Catholic Church, this opens up a wider debate, that the Catholic Church is not moving with the times. We live in a very different world to the days when the Bible was written and certainly a very different world to the day when the Constitution was written and the protection of religious beliefs and that maybe, you know, they should curtail the way they say things. Well, I'm not a theologian. I'm not here to represent the Catholic Church. But my only comment on that, Niall, would be that, I mean, if God's word was God's word in the year 873 A.D., Presumably God's word is the same in 2023 AD. We're told God is eternal, God lasts through all time, that his views and values are constant. I mean, be a funny God who moved with the times. But we have to, do, we, do we not change the interpretation of God's rules? I mean, we do, and that's a matter for the Church. But at the end of the day, what's, 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 what's very clear here is that these are the views of the Church. I inter- listened with fascination to the Bishop of Kerry somehow try to pretend these aren't the views of the Catholic Church. So I went and looked it up. Last year, the Pope... And I mean, this current Pope, you know... The, the, the Who's quite progressive, pope, yeah. Yeah, M- Michael D. with the funny hat, that Pope. <laughs> he's, he, he, he wrote saying that um, the Catholic Church cannot bless gay marriages because, he said, and this is a direct quote, God cannot bless sin. Now, you could disagree with that. You're free to disagree Although he, that, he has been quite vocal about not judging people. He, um, he has. That's, yeah. the, that's the other side of the coin, of course. That, that so, is, but that but is. this sermon was quite judgmental, wasn't it? I mean, it's all well and good to say that homosexuality is a sin, because it is, according to the Catholic Church. Uh, transgenderism or promiscuity and all these, are abortion, all these other things are a sin, according to the Catholic Church. But there's always that argument that, you know, don't judge the sinner, but judge the sin. But he kind of went a little, he, he said it with quite a lot of gusto, which is not what we're used to hearing, I suppose. Well, I don't know what the point of a church would be if it wasn't judgmental. I mean, you don't go to church to hear everything goes. 
Mm. You go to church, if you go to church. I don't, by the way. But if you go to church, you go to hear, this is the way to live your life. This is what's right. This is what's wrong. But I, I am, I have to say, um, much more interested in the societal reaction to this than I am by what was actually said, like yourself. Because well, it's a great thing, distraction for the government, mind you, but however, go well, on. Well, yeah. it is. But, you know, I am fascinated. We tell ourselves constantly in this country that we are a tolerant country. That's basically our brand now. This is an open, tolerant, progressive, inclusive, cuddly, compassionate Ireland. And yet, we aren't able to tolerate a priest preaching a sermon in his own church. I mean, it's the well, definition it's, well, no, of well, no, it's, well, it's not. It's not tolerate the priest. It's tolerate what he says. Now, no, if but, we but, are, but, by by your reckoning, if we're tolerant, well, then maybe the church should be a bit more tolerant. I suppose is the argument, isn't no, it? No, I mean, but you don't tolerate things just because you like them or agree with them. I mean, you don't tolerate your wife. You love your wife, but you tolerate the things about your wife or your kids that you don't like them doing. Maybe they're making noise at Halloween, and that drives you batty. That's what you tolerate. You, tolerance isn't about tolerating the things you agree with. The whole point of the word is tolerating the things that drive you a little bit batty. But because we live in an inclusive, pluralist society, you're supposed to um, you accept that people have different views. People will do things that drive you batty. People will uh, watch sports you don't like or, or, or enjoy films you find boring or have political views that uh, you, uh, you are abhorred by. Mm-hmm. That's what tolerance is. It's not uh, we'll tolerate the church so long as they don't say things we dislike, because I'm fascinated by one question which hasn't been asked, Niall, which is, are we more annoyed that he said the thing he thought or that he thought the thing he said? So in other words, this is Catholic teaching. Um, it's a harsh well, version the, well, of Catholic. Well, Bishop Ray Brown said it's not the Catholic teachings, well, which I find the, bizarre, by the way. Yeah, I think everyone finds that bizarre. I mean, the bishop has gone very quiet since, which I think was the whole point. Well, of we statement. did try and get the bishop. We did, we have emailed the bishop's palace. We we did try to get the bishop because I would like to ask him is, and we did try to ring them as well, but unfortunately their phone number just rings out. But the thing about it is, I would like to ask Bishop Ray Brown, is homosexuality a sin? Because if he's going to tell me it's not, he's rewriting the, the words of the Catholic teachings, isn't he? Yes, he is. But, I mean, to come back to what I was saying there, Niall, if if you're a Catholic and you believe that homosexuality is a sin, is that something that we'll tolerate you thinking but not saying? Or or is it that you should apologise if you even think it? Because that's what I'm fascinated by. This is, and I think anyone who reads anything the Pope or the Vatican says, knows this is Catholic teaching, this is Catholic teaching. So So is 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 Father Sean Sheehy going to be officially the first priest to be cancelled? Yeah, but, that's, but he's not the he's not the one being cancelled. What's being cancelled is what he said. I mean, because everyone's saying, "Oh well, if he just said something different or preached a normal sermon and wished the local football team good luck and you know congratulated whoever was anniversary mass it was, it would all have been fine." It's not that they're cancelling the priest; it's that they're cancelling the views he expressed, which are, by the way, the teachings of the church. So we're not now with the, with the exception of the. I mean, look, he did use the word lunacy. Now, that's kind of, I suppose that's them bringing his own personal view into it as well. I mean, yes, he can expose the views of the Catholic Church. In other words, that, you know, being homosexuals, transgender, promiscuous, all those things are sinful in the eyes of the Catholic Church. And that was always the teachings of the Catholic Church. And Ray Brown is delusional if he doesn't believe it is. But to then bring in his own views by saying the the, the lunacy of it. Well, that, that said, was where he, maybe way went too far, was it? He said transgender lunacy. And I, I looked this up as well. And the words of the Pope, I mean, again, the Pope on this last year, were that, uh, and I'm quoting him, these are not necessarily my views, but the Pope said, um, transgenderism is at odds with the natural order of affairs. Mm-hmm. 
which is another it's a very polite way of saying lunacy, but it basically amounts to the same thing. Yeah, but, but, uh, yeah, but, I, I heard, but I did hear him yesterday on Liveline, Sean Sheehy, after he had to call Joe Duffy a number of names and hung up on him eventually. But I did hear him starting to compare homosexuality or people who are gay with a disability. I mean, now, he tried to contextualise that in some way. Uh, but, I mean, do you understand what I'm saying? So he, he does, be qu- he's quite vehement about the way he expresses his view, which is not, I, mean, what, I suppose it's not what people are used to. I suppose you would be, wouldn't you? I mean, if you're, if you're somebody who believes that you I mean, pe- why do people join the priesthood? I mean, in theory, people join the priesthood to save souls, right? That they believe that they are interceding on the public to get more of us into heaven when we all die. Now, they might be completely wrong about that, but that's why they do it. So if you're going to, if you firmly believe in your heart and soul that somebody is going to hell, are you being kinder to them to shut up and say nothing? and let them get on with going to hell, or to warn them loudly that if they don't change their ways, they're going to hell. But is it any, but is it any of my business them? that I walk up to me gay mate and say to him, listen, you need to go to a church there and repent, otherwise you're going to hell, I'm a bit concerned well, about you. Well, That's not well, my business, really, is it? I, I, I wouldn't do it. But, you're, but you're, I'm not a priest, and you're not a priest. But if you are somebody who believes firmly that somebody who is behaving in a certain manner is condemning themselves literally to an eternity of torment, then don't you feel that the Christian thing to do in that circumstance is to go, you really need to think about what you're doing because if you don't change your ways, I believe you will end up in hell. Now, that might sound like madness. Probably does sound like madness to the vast majority of people in Ireland. But if you genuinely believe that and become a priest because you believe your job is to save souls, then are you doing your job if you don't try and save those souls? Well, John, well, John, do me a favour. Stay with me if you can, if it's okay, if you can stay with me just for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, Trisha, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. Hi, hi. How are you doing, Trisha? You've heard what John has said, you know, that a priest should be allowed to express the views, which are the views of the Catholic Church, contrary to what the bishop says, uh, without being vilified for nearly a week now. Well, three days, certainly. Hi. Religion has changed an awful lot. Religion has changed? Absolutely. Okay. In what, in what respect? Well, there was a thing one time. You couldn't touch communion one time. No such thing as hell. Religion has changed massively. But the the basic rules haven't changed. The sins I mean, haven't changed. Sorry? The sins haven't changed, Trisha. Well, I remember I went to a mass one time with my brother passed away since. And the priest said, if you believe in hell and, heaven and hell, he said, this is hell. What earth is hell? I wouldn't. I, mean, said, yeah, I wouldn't disagree with him necessarily in that right. In some yeah, sense. Yeah, so he said that. Yeah, <laughs> but 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 do you do you think there was anything wrong with what the priest said? Uh, what well, well, I'm not asking what he said was I, wrong. But do you think there's anything wrong in him saying it? Well, the expression says an awful lot. I think he was he was wrong in a way what he said. Should he apologize? I think he should apologize for being a priest and preaching the teachings of the, the Catholic way, the Church. Way, the way he said things. I mean, there's priests out there. And I, okay, I mean, so I, I'm a talk show host, right? Um, yeah. And should I apologise for being a talk show host? No, the way he said things, the way he said about gays and well, ever to, today or whatever he said, mm. about gays and all that same thing. Yeah. I mean, everyone is entitled to live gay or lesbian life or whatever life they want. Of course they are. Yeah. But, well, but did, did, did the same God not give us free will? Yeah, but well, I mean, since then everything has changed. Mm. I mean, I mean, gays and the lesbians and everything today. I mean, I, I can't can I say on air. Maybe there's gay priests, maybe there's nuns, whatever. There probably is. Yes. So what, what are they thinking? What the priest is saying? 
Uh, well, okay. Well, let me let me go back to John. Uh, I'll take a few more callers in this as well. Uh, 087188008. John, it's a fair point. There's probably gay priests who are offended by what he said. There was a suggestion a while back that 30% of priests many years ago may have been gay and gone into the priesthood for maybe that reason. Um, but do you think he may have offended a lot of people with his comments? Well, sure, I don't think it matters if he offended everybody. Mm. I mean, I, I genuinely don't think it matters if he offended everybody because um, Trisha said that, yeah, that you know, gay, gay, gay relationships are accepted today. They are. They're politically accepted. They're culturally accepted. You accept them. I accept them. Trisha accepts them. The church doesn't accept them. The church doesn't uh, doesn't necessarily. I mean, it, it, there's, a, there's a difference in degree between what this priest said and what the pope says. Now, the pope well, says if there's a gay priest, what I'm just saying, I'm just saying out there, and I don't know if there is, but I'm just saying. Sure, if, there's a, if, there's a, if there's a gay priest, a gay priest is lying to himself. You know, I mean, the church's church's job isn't to say, uh, yeah, this is a sin since some of our priests are committing it is not a sin anymore. <laughs> church church's job is to say, yeah, some of our own priests yeah, are sinners is, is too. He, by is the way, he passing, is he passing for the church if he's preaching? He, well, he is. Yeah, of course yeah. he is. Well, yeah. what else, who else would he be preaching for? And I'm just saying that. Yeah. So if, he say, if there's some gay, I don't know if there, but if just, just suppose if there is, mm. they the right to say mass, as the right to do this, right? Well he, well, he does have the right to say mass. That's why he was saying it. I, I'll take another call on it. But John, Justin, finally, in relation to what he said, okay, so Simon Coveney says he should apologise. Um, do you, in a wider field, is there now time for a debate in relation to the Catholic Church's views around transgenderism, homosexuality, promiscuity, sex before marriage, and all of these things. Is there a wider debate now that there has to be a change? Now, I know in relation to abortion, that's probably never going to change. The views of 700,000 people or whatever it was that voted against it are not going to change because it's certainly a moral debate. But is is there a wider debate now about how the Church should change? Well, I have a, a funny view on this, Niall, in that I don't think the church should change it, but I do think a lot of people should change. Because we live in a very funny country. We live in a country where people go to Mass every single week. Not everybody, but tens of thousands of people who don't agree with anything the church says on this stuff. And they're there for the services. They're there, they treat it like a shop. They're there for the baptisms and the weddings and the first communions and the funerals and the confirmations. And, you know, if then the minute a priest says, this is what we believe, by the way, they're out the door. I mean, we live in a Protestant, uh, in, a, in a country where an awful lot of the people who are going to Catholic Mass every week will be far more comfortable if they were just honest with themselves in a liberal Anglican church in England with a woman priest and views on gay marriage and abortion and all these issues that align with themselves. Mm-hmm. But they're still in the church because, I don't know, either it's part of Irish identity or because they were reared with it or because their parents were buried in the graveyard. But this idea that the church has to change to accommodate the views of the people. I mean, Jesus Christ, if you believe in him, didn't go into um, the valleys of Palestine and ask the people, what do you think I should say before he said it? And that's what we seem to think. But we are we are basing our views, and priests, older priests particularly, are basing their views on the interpretation and the direct translations from the Hebrew Bible. Some of those translations have been questioned by theologians over time in relation to what form of the catechism that was brought into Ireland, for example, uh, was it actually cor- a correct translation? Some of the remarks, this, you know, man should not lie with mankind, etc., 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 and some of the, the different scriptures that have been taken out that maybe have been taken out of context. Yeah, but if you want, if you want people who preach literally the words of the Bible um, as translated into English in multiple versions, go and walk into an evangelical church in the United States and listen to what preachers say there. 
I mean, the Catholic Church actually leaves out all the stuff from the Old Testament. It's it's base it's it's stuff is based on the New Testament. So, the stuff in the Book of Leviticus about chopping the heads off people who lie with other men isn't actually part of the Catholic Church's catechism at all. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want, if you start wanting biblical literalism in your religion, then the place for you isn't actually in a Catholic Church with its fairly moderate milk toast sermons on this stuff. Yeah, and I do want to point out, by the way, the Catholic Church is not the only religion, by the way, that, you know, that suggests that, you know, homosexuality or transgenderism or promiscuity is the same. Most and, religions and, do. And on, on that point, Niall, if, this, if, if, if Father Sheehy was Imam Sheehy and he had stood up in a mosque in this country and made the exact same speech, he would have been in accordance with the views of the Islamic faith and nobody would have said a thing. Not a thing. Because okay. we're too scared. Okay, well, listen, John, thank you very much indeed, and I appreciate you coming on the air. John McGurk from Grip Media, by the way. There's an interesting article written by Ben Scanlon on Grip, by the way, if anyone wants to go and read it. Listen, thank you very much indeed, John, and I appreciate you coming on the air. Uh, ben, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. How are you doing, Ben? Oh, sorry, Ben. I do apologise. I turned you off there. Go ahead, Ben. Sorry. That's good to hear you. I haven't spoken to you for a while. Uh, ben, I mean, should he, I mean, firstly, should he have been suspended? Oh, why should he be? You're doing because your job. He's doing his job. Because he's offended a lot of people is the reason being given, I suppose. Look, you know, to, to quote Jordan Peterson, just by us talking about certain subjects is going to offend people. Our natural way of dealing with things offends people or some people in terms of how you do certain things, how I do certain things. People are going to get offended. People just need to understand that he is doing his job as you are doing your job. Well, people would say that he maybe is doing his job, but maybe he overdid his job. What, well, I mean, look, priests, priests give sermons every week, and I'm sure many a priest in Ireland, and I'm sure there's many priests listening today who would agree with the, I suppose, the principles behind his comments that, you know, homosexuality is a sin, because it is, according to the Catholic Church, um, you know, that promiscuity is a sin, and sex before marriage is a sin, because it is according to the Catholic Church. But it was the way he delivered the sermon, I think, is where people have the issue. And... You know, so from that point of view, should he come out and say, well, okay, maybe, you know, I should have been a little bit kinder in the way I said it. I'm not going to suggest that it's not a sin, but I should have been maybe a little bit more inclusive and kinder in the way I said it. Why? Listen, at the end of the day, you both and you you and I are both atheists and we both don't agree with any of this doctrine. But at the same time, we have to be objective. And, you know, if you're going to do something, do something. You know, this whole sort of plastic um, parishioner uh, politics or idea that we are going to sort of adapt things just so as we don't upset certain people. And quite honestly, there are only a minority of people who will get upset by this because the majority of people that he is referring to totally understand the church's uh, leaning in terms of how they perceive them. And they don't, they just accept it and move on. I mean, I did hear one comment, I did hear one commentator yesterday suggest this is the very reason why we have hatred in the world, and um, that there is a section of society who listen to the teachings of religions, and they said religions, not just the Catholic religion, who take them verbatim, and for that reason, you know, hate part of society. So us in the West are doing our bit about changing the world because this is the way we see things. Mm, well, I suppose it's anti-conservatism, isn't it? It is, but again, it is, you know, have we, have we gone too, have we become too liberal have, have things gone so far that you can't, as you, you know, alluded to earlier, the fact that of, of, of upsetting people in terms of our rhetoric. Mm-hmm. That is, have we gone too far in respect of that? You know, I, honestly, uh, you know, having to watch what you're saying continuously, particularly if you're, if you're a, a, uh, you know, a priest stating what, you know, you believe in and what your teachings tell you, that, that you have to adhere to the new rhetoric of a very liberal 
um, and modern society that seems to be falling apart because there are no structures. I mean, look, I, I do, I do agree with freedom of speech, and look, I'm, a, I, I think, and I'd like to think that people believe I'm a promoter of freedom of speech. Um, but I do also believe that freedom of speech comes with a level of responsibility. I mean, and there's a, there's a way of saying things. And I'm not saying you should alter your belief or alter your principles, but certainly there's a way of saying it that you want to limit the amount of people that you upset. But again, you know, I mean, when you're upset, I mean, one has to to consider what upset is. You know, people, you know, back in the day when, when we were told we couldn't do something, we just didn't do it. Or we were told this or that. We just had to accept it. We didn't get all upset about things and cry. And we didn't have social media in those days, by the way. But can I point this out? is it. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for social media, we wouldn't be having this conversation today because this first went out on social media on Sunday. Well, it's allowing, it's allowing the keyboard warriors to really scream and shout louder than the majority. Okay. So, so you think this kind of conversation or this kind of sermon shouldn't be silenced, shouldn't be cancelled, shouldn't be censored or shouldn't be softened? No, because it's within the realms of their church, within the, the four walls of their church, and that's what they believe. If you don't like it, leave it alone. All right, listen, thank you, thank you very much indeed, Ben. I appreciate you coming on the air. All right, thank you. Okay, there you go. Ben and John McGurk believe that priests shouldn't be cancelled, shouldn't be suspended. Uh, but Tricia believes, yeah, he should have, you know, thought about what he was going to say uh, before he said it, and maybe he should apologise for the way he said it. But what do you think? Should he be suspended? Because he is suspended now from saying Mass. Now, mind you, he was only deputising and filling in uh, for the parish priest who's away in a pilgrimage at the moment. But do you believe that he should have been suspended from saying Mass because of his beliefs? And yes, the bishop has apologised, but Father G doesn't accept that. And he now thinks he's now having to go with the bishop for apologising on his behalf. He doesn't apologise. He said he won't apologise. And he stands over what he said. As far as he's concerned, that if you're gay, if you're promiscuous, if you've had an abortion, if you've done all those things, you've committed a sin and you should repent. All right, just look at some of the comments that are coming in online as well in relation to somebody said, it's grossly unfair that an 80-year-old man who for the best part of 65 years dedicated his life to the Catholic Church and its teasings should be vilified. He should not apologise. God bless him. Oh, there you go. Billy, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids Radio. How are you doing, Billy? Ian Nile, how are you? Good. Uh, Billy, do you believe that he should apologise? Well, somebody's apologised on his behalf, but he doesn't accept that. Do you no, believe he, sh- he shouldn't, he shouldn't apologise. I don't think he shouldn't apologise. His apology would be absolutely pointless. He believes what he believes. He does. His his bigoted views are, uh, that's his views. He's not, as well, said, they there, are the wider bigoted views of the church, I suppose you could point he's out. An, he's an eight-year-old man and he's not going to change his views at this stage. So, oh, you can't, no, teach. You can't teach an old dog new tricks, can you? Oh, he's, but he's not going to change. He's, he's set in his views. And just, uh, I was looking at the Independent earlier on, and this is the same Father Sheehy who supported a convicted sex offender a couple well, of now, years ago. Let, now, let's be clear. When you say supported a convicted sex offender, okay. he gave a character reference. A good, a good reference. Christian. He was, said your man was a good Christian okay. who, who committed a sexual assault on a 22-year-old. Okay, but I, I just want to be legally so, correct. He gave a character yeah, reference. Yeah. He gave a character reference. But if that's the type of person that he's giving a character reference to, what does that say about his moral compass as, as, a, as a person? That he thinks that giving a character reference to someone who's committed a sexual assault is okay. And then he has the, the audacity to, to you know, talk down to people who are his fellow human beings who he, he should believe are created in the image of the God that he worships 
which is what the Catholics well, Catholics say that we are created in but God's Billy, image. But Billy, you could argue that. created, if okay. we're created in God's image. Okay, but Billy, you could argue that the whole. Reason, Okay, the whole Catholic Church, if you're saying talking down to people or a section of the community who may be gay or had abortions or be promiscuous or whatever it happens to be you're referring to, right? He t- mm-hmm. I mean, the Catholic Church as a whole, you could argue, have talked down to people like that for years because that, yeah, is, the, yeah. that is their teachings. And this is the same Catholic Church now that, that talked down to this nation for a long time, that put women in Magdalene laundries, that Absolutely. covered up covered up paedophilia. Okay, I, so, I, I why do, think... so why do the bishop apologise? Why do the bishop apologise and say it's not the teachings of the Catholic Church? But it is the teachings because, of the Catholic because, Church. Because, because the bishop Nile is afraid that he will lose even more uh, parishioners from this instance. And, you know, he, he's a... Well, then he doesn't Catholic. have much courage, does he? No, he doesn't. Obviously, he doesn't have any moral courage. But I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying this to defend what Father Sheehy said or what the bishop has done. What, what I'm saying is these people, they... they you know, we take what they say far too seriously. Every election in this country, every referendum, the Catholic bishops come out and tell people how they should vote. And that level of power over this country is something that I hope is gone to the to the past where it belongs, and it should never have happened in the first place. But, you know, people are giving this far too much airtime. This is a bigoted 80-year-old man who had a public forum and said what he believed and he got picked up on social media. Okay, but do you, okay, you, don't def- you don't defend what he said, clearly, but do you, no, do you defend his right, but do you defend his right to say it? He has, he, he, I, I do agree with your, your belief that people have a, a, a right to free speech. I know it's not a constitutional right here, but I think, you know, you should be allowed yeah, right to say to what you believe. right to expression is a constitutional right, yeah. How, however, you as an individual have a responsibility not to incite hatred or violence against other people but, with that right to free speech. So I think you need to, as a person, police yourself. Does, it, no so does, does what he said incite hatred? When, when he said that he believes you know, homosexuality is a sin, uh, he believes promiscuity is a sin, he believes all of abortion is a sin, does, does that promote or incite hatred when he then follows that by saying, well, if you know anybody who's committed these sins, you know, call them forward and ask them to repent. And he did say that in a nice kind of way towards the end. I mean, that's the teachings of the Catholic Church. So are we, I, say, are I, we saying the Catholic Church just generally incites hatred then? Well, it, it, has, it has done in the past. So what, what do you say to all the people in this country who are Catholics? And who believe the word of the Catholic Church and the word I, of God? I, I say good luck to them. They have, as, as we've said, they have a, a right to freedom of expression under the Constitution and let them believe what they want. But the Catholic Church is a dying faith in this country. And it has been for 30 years since the truth about what the Catholic Church has done in this country since the foundation of the state and before came out. And I couldn't agree with you more in relation to the way the Catholic Church had so much control over this country. I mean, essentially, they've controlled this country since uh, the Constitution was signed off by Pope Pius. And when when education was handed over to Archbishop McQuaid back in the 30s, and, you know... Well, now, the only argument I have around that is, I wonder how the state would have done if it had to come to education. I mean... I have no time for the Catholic Church. You're well aware of that, I'm sure, if you listen to the show mm-hmm. on a regular basis, right? Yeah. Uh, because I was born in a mother and baby home. So I don't have a huge amount of time. I'm not religious. I don't believe in God. But in saying that, you know, when I look back in time, um, the, the Catholic Church did provide us with education. And most of us with a very good education. Yes, I'm not going to ignore the abuse that happened. Um, um, and they also provided us with health care. Uh, because most of the, the hospitals were set up by the Catholic Church as well. No, no hold on a second. And I'm, I, but I, and I'm not, I'm not denying the bad stuff that happened, but you can't also ignore, you know, the responsibility they took to educate. Now, who paid for that? 
Oh, the state when paid you, for you, it. No, well, the state the washed state, its hands the state, with it. The state paid for it, but it was, and when it wasn't the state, it was the people that went to mass and put money into a collection bowl. Mm-hmm. So the people of Ireland paid for the education. Yeah, but, somebody, yeah, Ireland, but somebody took responsibility they, for doing they, it they, and setting it they up. May, they may have administered it now, yeah. but if they, if they hadn't done, someone else would have. Okay, well, okay, well, let's get back to what we're talking about because we're going off on a bit of a tangent there. So Billy believes the priest had warped moral views. An apology probably would be pointless at this stage, but maybe some sort of recognition of what he said wrong. Say there, Billy. Andy, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. How are you doing, Andy? That's what I thought you Good. Andy, do you, do you believe that the, the priest should, be, should have been suspended? Because that's what's happened now. He's been suspended. That's an internal thing for, for really the church. But the, the biggest part is this, that if... You had a sincere belief, and there are people in the world who have sincere belief that a person of another race is lesser than them if you're not white. Blah, blah. We've heard all of that, right? Can you imagine people saying, oh, look, an eight-year-old guy got up and said all this stuff, and the reaction was, ah, look, he was within his own four walls. It doesn't make a difference. It's, it's not important. When you're wrong, and when what you state is wrong, incorrect, offensive, it doesn't matter who you are, where you are, it doesn't change it from being either incorrect or offensive. And in this particular case, it probably can be best be described as being offensive in the current way that people think about the issues he brought up, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, there's enough hate, hurt, and, 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 and bigotry to go around already without some... Eighty-year-old man coming along and deciding, well, he was going to have his say regardless. Well, he didn't decide. He's only telling people what he's been told to say for the last oh, sixty I, I years of his life. He, he decided to get up, and this was the sermon. He could have preached a sermon on love, understanding, caring for each other. He had many options. This is what he decided to stand up and talk about. This is where I. I, I this is what I'm trying to get to. Is that we we have to take as well as. A societal view, we have to take an individual view of this as well. And individually, there are very few priests who stand up and make this ceremony. Well, I mean, we, no, well, I mean, no, I don't, I don't agree with you. If we go back to, say, the referendum on abortion uh, five years mm-hmm. ago, priests all over the country stood up on the pulpit and said abortion was murder. It was a sin. People who did it were sinful. They would have said mm-hmm. all of those things. I mean, that's to a section of society, whereas mm-hmm. I suppose most of the, a lot of those parishioners were women who had yeah. rights. What did the Irish people do? The Irish people voted and said Absolutely. we don't agree. This is what but we I mean, what I'm saying but is I'm, they had the freedom to say it. Oh yeah, but c- can you just imagine if if there was a referendum on the thing I discussed first that we want Ireland to be a a non mixed country? In other words, if you're not Irish, don't come here. If we had a referendum and something like that, and we had people standing up, no matter who they were, saying yeah, I agree, and you should do it. Do you think we'd be told by anyone? I, I don't. I don't. I, I don't know if the analogy. Yeah, but with the greatest respect, Andy, I don't know if the analogy is good because nobody has ever said it's a sin to be black or a sin to be a sin to be a different nationality. Oh, you me. can't. Excuse you me. can't. You excuse can't control me. your less nationality. Than 50, less than fifty years ago, and at the moment, in certain parts of the world, people who are black are described as the children of mammon by people. So, sorry, Noel, but just the mark, because the mark you of don't... Cain was another way they used to describe exactly. it. That, well, 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 I do remember that's a long, a long old time. Uh, no, just because you, are, you don't say it, no. We've come so far in this country. We really have. But in some ways, we still have... I mean, I, 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 I don't mean to be offensive, and I'm not being offensive, but I was brought up in the era of going into school and getting the box and coming home to get money for the black babies. Mm-hmm. That's the way it was no, I remember that, yeah. yeah. How offensive that is, no... 
I mean, but in my innocence at that age, I thought what I was doing was something good. And absolutely. And by the way, at the time, it would have been done with the best intention. Intention. But what I'm saying to you is, but once you you know something, and this one's in the priest that spoke, he knew what the view is now. He knew what the circumstances but is now. I, I don't look. You're both missing the point here to a degree. I don't agree okay. with what he said, and a lot of people don't agree with what he said. There's a percentage of the population that do agree with what he said. Yeah. But what I do agree with is that what he said is the teachings of the Catholic Church. Yes, that, but my, and he, and he, for a bishop, that, uh, hang on, for a bishop to come out and be hip. With the greatest hypocrisy to apologise on his behalf and say this is not the teachings of the Catholic Church is nonsense. But, but my, see, the teachings the, of the Catholic the Church take a long time to change. I mean, in 1645, it was still considered women were chattel; they had no soul. But it takes a long time for it to change. But do you honestly but believe the Catholic be... Church will ever change to a point where they will accept that the act of homosexuality, or, or not the person, so to speak, but the act of homosexuality or the act of promiscuity is not sinful, or sex before marriage is not sinful? The Church is never going to change that. Well, if you, it's if in you, the rules. At, at, at the moment, there are there there's documentation of a synod that's just been done where they speak about that and they speak about how, how you know, the issue the issue with, with, with them is that, well, look, I mean, are we saying, like, I don't want to go into t- theology here, but it's like, does God make mistakes? And if we say, no, God doesn't make mistakes, well, then how can we say a person who's homosexual is a mistake or what they're doing is a, is a sin or a mistake? Do you understand? There's a, there's, we could go now for, for days on this. All I'm just saying to you is that I don't think that it is correct to turn around and say just you because will. a person is in a church, four walls, or up in an altar, or has a priest out there, or whatever have you, that if what he says is offensive, it doesn't make it any less offensive because he sincerely believes it. It's okay. still offensive. Okay, I've got to go to a break. Do me a favour. Stay with me, Andy, for a second if you can. Uh, the number is 087-188-008. That's 087-188-008. All right, Andy, stay with me. I don't have a huge amount of time. I want to get to Alan and Stephen as well. Uh, Alan, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. How are you doing, Alan? I'm good, how are you? Good. Alan, you believe he's entitled to his opinion? He, him, like everyone else, is entitled to her opinion, right? As you said, he's, he's, he's preaching the teachings that he's been taught, right? So he's, he's allowed to have opinion. The same I can make an I can, I can opinion on something. It doesn't mean it, it, I, I'm calling race or offending everyone. Well, it's, and, it's your truth, yes. There, there, yeah, everybody has their own reality, I suppose. But the yeah. problem is, right, we're talking about, and I think your previous caller says that he's, God bless you. Uh, he's offending all these people, right? How many people has he offended? Two, six, twelve? At what point can you not say something because it offends? So if I offend two people out of two million, does that mean I can't say it? Well, it seems that he's offended a lot of people because I can see we're inundated with calls and texts here by people who are on both sides of the argument, to be fair. But now what's a lot of people? Well, well, I I don't know the amount of people that have been offended by it. I'm assuming the LGBT community uh, are offended by it. I don't think people who are having sex before marriage are really that bothered about it. But I'm sure people in the LGBT community are offended by it. And, you know, there's a fair percentage, 6% of the population, isn't that what they say it is, roughly? Yeah, but you, you, you have people in the LBG bit that don't, they're not happy with people in the, the, the T and the Q bit. Well, I'm so, well aware of that. They but, argue but with each other, so yes. Where do we draw the line? Where do we draw the line? You're, you're, you're entitled to opinion, right? But, but listen to his teachers, our Catholic teachers, and that's why he's preaching. Mm. He's entitled to that opinion. Okay, stay there. Well, stay there for a second. Let me go to Stephen as well. Stephen, you're an Ireland's Classic It's Radio. How are you doing? Hi, Niall. How's hey, things? Sorry, somebody... Is it, what are you sneezing in the background there? You need to go to a doctor. Sorry, I thought I could hear people sneezing oh, in the background. Oh, no. No, I'm not sneezing. <laughs> sorry, Stephen. Go, go ahead. You, you heard Andy. He's entitled to his opinion. They are the beliefs of the Catholic Church. They are what the Christian teachings. So what is That's he doing wrong? That's not what I said at all. 
Yeah, well, listen, um, we were talking a few times there, Niall, I think, and um, the first time we spoke is uh, about the Bible changing and the church having to change. And then the last time we spoke is about um, the church maybe getting bailed out by the government because they're not getting enough seats and arses in the chapel and they're not making any money. Now, basically, what's after he's after doing, right, insulting a serious amount of people that would like to go to church and doesn't go to church because of the opinion of the church of homosexuality. Mm. Now, I know for a fact, 50 years ago, that if your child was born and you thought they were gay when they were getting older, you said that the people sent them to the bloody priesthood. That's right, yeah. Right, so, and this is a fact, that 90% of the population of the priesthood, maybe say 80%, let's not just go too harsh with them. I don't think it was that high. I don't think it was that high. I think they, well, they reckon okay. about 30%. All right, okay, let's go 30%, right? They were gay themselves, mm-hmm. right? And that makes them, a, makes them a hypocrite in some sense. Now, the thing is, I'd just be totally straight well, No, no, well, well, hang on. It doesn't make him a hypocrite because those priests would have realised the teachings of the church said that the act of homosexuality, not homosexuality yeah, itself, the act of homosexuality yeah, okay. was, was no, a I, sin. I, I totally agree with you there. Yeah, active, yeah. But his comments, his comments on what he's done is not going to get people back into the church. No, he's not, but he doesn't care. It, yeah, well, see, the thing is, um, to make people 65 in RTE retire, well, how come he's still saying mass? Well, because, because there's a shortage of priests, that's why. Most priests are quite old at this stage, because there's very few being ordained. But, but, here, but here's the point, Stephen. Mm. It's no secret that the Catholic Church and the teachings of the Catholic Church are anti-abortion, anti-gay, anti-same-sex marriage, anti-sex before marriage, anti-promiscuity. That's always been the way. Nothing has changed. He's only <laughs> saying what they've been saying for the last... God knows how many years. So why are we surprised by this? Why are we well, all up not, in arms about it? Well, it's not so much as up in arms. It's, it's just the fact that we realise now as a nation let's, let, that the Catholic Church has to rewrite the Bible like they did in Ah, you can't rewrite a holy book from 2,000 oh. years ago. So that's silly. She can't, well, well, how can you rewrite it? That's like <laughs> saying, saying, let's rewrite history about well, Hitler or let's rewrite <laughs> history about anything. You can't change history. Well, well, they can change their views then and rewrite how they treat people and then get more people sitting down in the church instead of insulting people. It was an insult to the, to, to the people sitting there. How many people? Ten people walked out of the church. Uh, I don't know, yeah. That, yeah ten somebody heckled him, I believe, yeah. Yeah, somebody heckled him. Yeah, well, see, that's, that, he's all, that's his own... Con, uh, okay, his very, own okay very, very quickly. I, I'm sorry I'm running out of time rapidly. Um, let me just go back to Alan again in relation to that. Stephen says the church needs to wake up, cop on, change how they, they oh, view things. Uh, so hang on there, like the caller just said that in his opinion, a vast majority of people have said that that's his, again, he's entitled to his opinion. It's, it's the same way, this priest is entitled to his opinion. Do you know what I mean? So we can't have our opinion. Well, can can I be clear, by the way, this is not the priest's opinion. This is the teachings of the Catholic it's Church. What, it's what he's said. Yeah. So he's made a statement about what, he, what he's been taught and that's what he's done. It's free speech. If you don't like it, you don't listen to him. Is that, is, okay, that's, Andy, that's very quickly, is that a fair point? If you don't like it, don't go to church. That's what's going to happen. Well, it probably is what's going to happen for some people. Listen, lads, uh, ladies and everybody got involved in the conversation. Listen, thank you very much indeed. Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic.